Hello and welcome to the Recovering from Religion podcast. Our mission here is to offer hope, healing, and support to those struggling with issues of doubt and non-belief. What follows is the audio from selected videos posted on Recovering from Religion's YouTube channel. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. We really like to uh, welcome Nikki along here today. Thank you so much for coming along and giving us a presentation. So Nikki lives in Kansas City, and uh, Nikki has an amazing array of animals in her family, rotational variety of foster pets. What have we got there, Nikki? We've got leopards, geckos, fish. You're, you're a teacher at a, what is it, a high school. You're board president of the Kansas City Oasis, and I'm sure you'll explain to us a little bit more about what that is. Um, Nikki graduated from the University of Michigan in 2013 with a bachelor's in biopsychology and then the University of Derby in 2015 with a master's in conservation biology. They are currently completing their master's in education from Fort Hayes State University. Nikki is an avid science enthusiast, environmentalist, social justice advocate and lifelong secular humanist. They've been a part of the Oasis community since 2016 and is honoured to support the continued growth of Kansas City Oasis. Nikki, please tell us more about yourself and what brings you here today. <laughs> well, thank you so much for that awesome introduction, um, which kind of makes one of my introduction slides moot, but it has fun pictures <laughs> on it, so we're gonna see it anyways. Um, and yeah, well, thank you to Eric for inviting me. Um, it was a it was a tradesies. Um, he came and talked at Oasis <laughs> one week and now I'm here a month later um, talking to you all. And I'm super excited about it because I talk to teenagers all day, every day. Um, and usually, well, right now they're yelling obscenities at all of us. Uh, so, you know, if you need to yell obscenities at me, that's cool. But I have free reign to tell you them back, unlike my students. So yeah, let me, I have a PowerPoint in true teacher fashion because she doesn't love a PowerPoint. And I will do my best to look at the chat while I'm going through here, but my brain shuts off at about four o'clock on weekdays. So if I miss a question or say something really dumb, just, just deal with it. That's, yeah. So yeah, I'm here today to talk about not only Kansas City Oasis, but to give a little bit of background on the Oasis Network in general, I am currently the president of, or the board president of Kansas City Oasis, so I can speak a little bit more to what we're up to here in Kansas City, Kansas slash Kansas City, Missouri. Um, I'm on the Kansas side, so tough luck. Yeah, a lot of people don't really know that Kansas <laughs> City straddles both Missouri and Kansas itself. It's kind of one of these weird, weird cities. Well, and everybody says, oh, well, Kansas City Mo is Kansas City proper. I'm like, Ex excuse me? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, we never had slavery over here on the Kansas side. So Missouri, you can take yourself, take yourself out of out of my face. Yes. So anyways, my pronouns are they, them, theirs. I am non-binary, which is a relatively new thing to most folks that I know, but it's been a lifelong thing. So deal with it for folks who have known me. Um, still the same person, still the same asshole, just different pronouns, right? So I am, I am the president of Kansas City Oasis, the board of directors. I am also the co-founder of Great Lakes Atheist, which is a strictly 
atheist community back in Ohio, Michigan area. Um, I co-founded that with my mother, Barbara Williams. I think she's here somewhere. So shout out to mom. Good, good job, mom. Uh, I'm also a second year teacher. I teach biology and zoology at Kansas City, Kansas Public Schools, specifically Wyandotte High School. And I work with mostly freshmen and I love them. But right now I really, really want to shake them by their shoulders, which is a whole different situation. Um, yeah. And I'm a lifelong scientist, conservationist, atheist, humanist, all of that fun stuff. What most people don't know is I have one, a hyperfixation with crabs and crab memes, um, because eventually evolution takes all of us to being a crab. And two, my second hyperfixation is Nicolas Cage. Um, I'll stick around afterwards. If y'all want to ask me questions about Nicolas Cage, I'm happy to answer them. But we're going we're gonna to gloss over all of that because you're not here for the Nikki show. You are here to learn about Kansas City Oasis and the Oasis ne Network. Kansas City Oasis and the Oasis Network are what we call the premier-based secular network, community network. Yes. And we call ourselves here at Kansas City Oasis the premier secular community of Kansas City, which... I guess kind of is true, but also there's only like maybe one other group. So it's not that hard to be the premier group of the area. So I just want to talk a little bit about what that means. So our mission, not just Kansas City's mission, but the Oasis Network mission is to provide a community for secular families and individuals that believe the human experience is better when shared. And our goal is really to cultivate an environment where individuals will find new friends and a place to belong, regardless of their beliefs, gender identity, sexual orientation, and whatever else. So we are accepting of, are you an atheist? Cool. Are you an agnostic? Cool. Are you a little bit spiritual or religious still? That's cool too. We're, we're just here to, you know, do educational things, have a community. Uh, and hang out together. Well, not so much right now, but let's pretend we're not in COVID for a second, right? Nikki, that sounds amazing because here you've highlighted that there's no um, judgment or expectation of people who come and associate with your group. There's no expectation that they need to fulfill certain views or have certain outlooks in life. And I do love that little, um, the, the motto that you've got there around the logo. Can you talk to us a bit more about that? Yeah, so actually... What's around our logo is two of our core beliefs, which I believe is on my next slide, but I'll just read this. So we've got, we've got Kansas City Oasis's logo here, and I picked out the rainbow one because to me, the gayer, the better, uh, but we do have a, one that's just like blue and boring. So there are quotes on either side of it. One says, people are more important than beliefs and be accepted and be, ex be accepting and be accepted. So those are two of our really our core values, which I'll talk a little bit more about here in a second, because um, I have a whole wonderful slide about them. How does Brilliant. that sound? Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you. So let's see. Aha. See, perfect. So like I said, we have four, four core values, five core values. Excellent that I'm not a math teacher, right? So like I said before, one of our core values is people are more important than beliefs. And the, one of the other ones is be accepting and be accepted. Human hands solve human problems. 
reality is known through reason and meaning comes from making a difference. So I'm going to ask this question to all of you out there. So take a, take a quick second to look at this and think about which one really resonates with you. And if you're feeling comfortable, go ahead and drop that in the chat. And I can read these again. So people are more important than beliefs. Human hands solve human problems. Reality is known through reason. Meaning comes from making a difference and be accepting and be accepted. So I'm seeing a couple of ones here. So I'm seeing a couple of people are more important than beliefs. Yeah, the and thing then- that sticks out for me is the human hands solve human problems. I um, feel like so many people just are like, uh, Jesus, take the wheel. And um, it drives me nuts. And then also uh, giving up a person's, like, like someone's power. Like, oh, I was in this horrible uh, I was an alcoholic for X number of years, and then I found Jesus, and He brought me out of it. And no, you did that. Your you and your friends around you, but you need to take the the the. Um, y- y- it's all your work. It was just so that one. I love the people are more important than beliefs, but the human hand solve human problems. I feel would get us so much further in life than we are now. And I have similar similar experiences or similar acquaintance experiences. One of my best friends growing up, um, we were very close, but he ended up in jail for a multitude of reasons. And, you know, no shame stuff happens. Right. But when he came out of jail, he had, he had Jesus. Um, and he was just like, was, he, was that his bunk mate? <laughs> you, know you know what? Maybe it was, um, maybe he was, maybe, maybe, maybe that was his new boyfriend. Cool. Whatever. Right. But he let, he let religion, he found it in jail and he let religion steer the rest of his life. And he's still letting it steer the rest of his life. And it's really not helping him out too much. Like if I'm going to be honest from my perspective, I've seen him go through some stuff and I'm just like, you should take, you should take pride in your own accomplishments. Right. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Great point, Nikki. Yeah, because often what we find, and we don't mean to be offensive to people if they're watching this, perhaps they still do have a faith. This isn't, our purpose isn't here to, yeah. to rag on religion. But what we do find is that religious groups do tend to have a situation where they outsource their responsibility to the divine being. Whereas your core values that you're highlighting there put the responsibility on us as individuals to, to make a success of life. Yeah. And I, yeah. And excuse me, I did not, I'm not, that's not what I'm trying to do is rag on anybody. It was more of, you know, I wanted him to take responsibility for himself because he was, he was worth more than what he was giving himself credit for, which, which was a disappointment to me after knowing him for, you know, 15, 20 years. Um, And he's, you know, he's still, he's still struggling, still trying to find his way, which everybody is right. That's just how it works. And um, yeah. And I, yeah. And I, and I see is still a lot of people saying that number one is really resonating with them. That people are more important than beliefs. Um, the one that resonates with, with me the most um, would be meaning comes from making a difference. It's one of the big reasons why I became a teacher. Um, it's one of the big reasons why I went into the, went into the sciences. It's one of the big reasons why I joined Oasis. Um, as somebody who grew up without religion, uh, I didn't really ever have a community of my own. And so by being able to participate in this community that was built for folks like me and folks like all of you, uh, 
I feel like I feel like I'm able to make a little difference. That's a great point, Nikki. I'm glad you said that because there's one thing that religion does do really well. It's create community around fellow people with the same interests. And I love that Oasis exists to do a better job of that than religion and to create the community that sometimes people feel like they've lost when they've left their religion. Well, and that's a big, big part of why we exist, which I guess is a great segue into my next slide. So see, you are you are ahead of me and I appreciate it so much. And that's what I tell my students too, is like, you are just one step ahead of me and you are doing excellent. Um, yeah, so people who don't have religion or who have left religion or still have religion, but want a little bit something else, those numbers have really grown in recent years. And I know that on here it says the number of nuns, which means, you know, non, non-religious, but I include folks that are spiritual or are still loosely related to their religious community, but just are looking for something a little bit more outside of themselves or leaning more towards the humanist aspect, right? So as of, and I wish I would have put the year on here, but you know, why cite my sources? But within the recent, probably half a decade to a decade, more than a quarter of all adults in the United States identify as some sort of secular individual, whether that's no religion or they're agnostic, free thinkers, or maybe they're theist, but they're not associated with religion anymore, which a quarter of all fo- folks in the United States, that's that's a pretty big deal. Um, because the U.S., we say that we were founded on secular beliefs, but eh, right, there's, we've, you know, the original colony folks fled over here for to escape religious persecution, but actually brought it and all that fun stuff. So if we have folks leaving religion or seeking something outside of their religious community, that really leaves a hole in hole in the community at large, right? There's there, we need to fill, fill that gap somehow. And that's, that's where Oasis comes in. So I talked a little bit about this earlier, but we are accepting of anybody and everybody. So you don't have to be an atheist to come to us. You don't have to, you just come as you are. As long as you're not a total, being a total butt, we don't care. Show up and you're going to make some friends and you're going to build some community. So one of our big missions is, and I, this kind of, I said this in our mission statement, but it's to bring like-minded individuals together and their families. So this is a compassionate environment. We want to celebrate the human experience and we want to empower people. So we're here to, you know, support, you know, if somebody gets a new job or somebody is looking for work or somebody needs childcare, we're trying to bring those elements of what a lot of folks found in traditional church into the secular world, um, which I think is, to me, it's awesome. Because I, like I said, I never had this growing up. We did our best. And I feel like I have personally found my people. And this picture over here is for those of you who are watching this live. And if you're if you're not watching this live, if you're listening on the podcast, I have a picture here, probably, I want to say close to the beginning stages of Oasis, maybe about five years ago. This was one of our first tabling events. And it's got some former leaders on it and a few, a couple current leaders. So Melissa. Um, I think she's, yeah, 
She's the second from the left. If I'm looking at it, if you're looking at it right on your screen, she is currently still our secretary, our board secretary. She's the longest serving board member. So she is one of my favorite people because she knows all of the everything there is. She's like, she's like the giver. If you've ever read that book, she is the giver and she gives me the knowledge and says, hey, don't, don't do that. You're being an idiot man child today. Um, or good job, Nikki you should keep that up. Um, so this is what we, that picture really represents what we get to go do. We get to go out in the community and table and talk to people who might not even know we exist. And we often have a lot of people coming up to us and they're like, holy crap, I didn't know anything like this existed in our community. And we often see them show up the next Sunday that we have a Sunday gathering or they'll come to a social event or they'll come to one of our community groups. Um, and I will talk about all of those things momentarily here. So, yeah, Oasis just fills this hole um, in the community where secular individuals and people on the outskirts of religion get to come and and be with each other and make new friends. So let's see what else. Aha. So this is an awesome quote by one of our founders. Um so I included this because I think it really speaks to what we're trying to be up to. Um, and again, why Oasis exists and the Oasis network exists. So we no longer need religion as an excuse to get together. We can get together for the sheer joy of human community. So I'll read that again. I love that. Please. Yeah, I'll read it one more. That's the teacher and me. I'll read it one more time for y'all. We no longer need religion as an excuse to get together. We can get together for the sheer joy of human community. So Brilliant. yeah, what, it, what does that make you that, feel? Yeah. I think that um, when I was going to church, I felt at some times like the point was to just go to church and a byproduct of that was like, Oh, I'm going to meet people or I'll get to see someone again. And so I might have conflated my enjoyment of going to church with actually being around the people and, and, uh, and catching up with them and talking with yeah. them. But um, it was really the community that I, I enjoyed um, uh, and, and the, the work we got to do, like the good things we got to do um together uh instead of uh like on, on various projects that we did and stuff but uh yeah, it was so the future eric i'm glad you said that that is so true that's my experience from the religion i left too people were more excited at before and after the program or in the lunch breaks of the large conventions of the program to see each other and communicate and share experiences and get together again than they were necessarily for the program they reluctantly walked back to their seats for the program <laughs> it was actually the association so yeah you've really made a great point there with oasis to tap into building the community for the sake of the community yeah and it Again, it's something I enjoy because being related, like I had godparents growing up and occasionally I would go to church with them and I was like, why do people come to this? This is, I have heard better stories in Greek mythology than what I'm hearing here. Like it just bored me to death. And it wasn't until I came into a community of my own, I'm like, oh, this is why people get up every week and come and hang out. It doesn't matter what whoever is saying, you know, up front is saying, I get to come hang out with my friends. I get to do community projects and feel good about being supportive of the people around me. Um, 
Yeah, but Nikki, you never got to run the spotlight or do all the audio work or play in the band or do the AV. You never got to do that. So you you uh, have no idea how amazing Turt was. Well, I will just say this. I I didn't get to do that all in one place, but I was in marching band uh, my whole school <laughs> career. Um, I've run stupid tech things because, and my mother is here and I'm going to say it because she knows, I got to run all of her tech stuff when we had our group together. And I also currently am the person who books speakers for Oasis. So I've gotten all of those experiences nice. just without Jesus. Um, well, I stand corrected. <laughs> you know, but you know, I, I get I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to pull out a band camp story. So I'm glad you. <laughs> oh, we can save those for, for after, <laughs> after the cameras go off. Um, because that doesn't need to be recorded. Uh, so, so all of this to say is we are able to keep the community and ditch the dogma, which is a big thing for a lot of our members, because we have a lot of folks that are post Jehovah's Witness or post Mormon who are still dealing with a lot of religious trauma, maybe like some folks here have experienced or still experiencing. And they they get to experience just this human connection without having to feel the guilt of showing up every week. And I know that's, that's big for some folks is because there's like, well, I always felt like I had to go to church because somebody was watching me, which. Yeah, that's a great point, Nikki. That's a great point. What punishments or what community ostracism do you have at Oasis for people who don't show up each week? Um, well, I personally taught at, at volunteers that don't show up. I I learned that <laughs> I learned that from my time in England is the tutting. So you don't really see anything. You just like give the look and you're like, <laughs> but that's it. That's it. So you get like kind of the social judgment from me, but that's that's all you get. Because otherwise we're just like, wow, we're really happy you showed up and ate a donut because I didn't want to take 12 dozen donuts home with me today. Um so that's all you'll get. If you join us, you're just gonna get a side eye if you don't show up for if, your volunteer spot. Yeah, because you you want you signed up for responsibility and you don't show up for it. And you're making other people do the work. Yeah, yeah. it's very tuttable. Needs to be tutted at. And you compare well, that to religion and where we left religion. If we did not show up in the pews or in those seats regularly, it wasn't just the tut tut from one another. It was the judgment from the divine being that we were worshiping. So we were told. Just standing there with their hips on, like their hips on their hands, and being like. I love you, but I don't accept this behavior right now. That's, that's how I feel like God does stuff sometimes. <laughs> um, which is also what, again, what I do to my kids at school is like, I love you, but your behavior is unacceptable. This year has been a really, really rough year for us because we really, really, really like to get out into our community. So I try to pick some celebrations that are related to this year. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about our prior experiences with community service and stuff, but I really wanted to highlight these. So we are not only the second Oasis chapter to ever exist, we are also the second largest. So that is in membership and our presence, um, which I think is something to really celebrate because the Oasis network in general has only been around for about, I want to say, eight or nine years. And our chapter is about seven years old. So I think that's that's pretty cool that we are a 
kind of a juggernaut in, in secular community. Um, and I want to keep, I want to keep that up. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. That's something to be proud of. Well done. It, yeah. And I, and this is my second year as in leadership. So to me, that's even better. Cause I'm like, Oh, look, look at all of this cool stuff that I've helped with. Um, which actually it's all of my, my board members and volunteers. I just take credit for it because I've got the title to take credit for it. Right. Uh, and also one of the big things that I want to celebrate for, for Oasis is this is the third year we are going to sponsor what is called the SAS commemorative walk. So it is a, so in our community at large, we have a suicide um, survivors and support network. And every year they have a commemorative walk for family and friends, or maybe suicide attempt survivors to come to celebrate the lives of their loved ones, celebrate their lives. And Oasis, Kansas City Oasis, this is the third year we get to sponsor them, which is a pretty big thing for us because we've only been around seven years and we've already made this beautiful community connection to a group that a lot of our community members, or I should say a few of our community members belong to, um, including myself. I lost a family member. I lost an uncle in 2008 to suicide. And when I found out about this group, I was like, yes, we are sponsoring them. This is going to be a yearly thing. And our community is on board with it. That's beautiful, Nikki. That, that's fantastic because there you are providing practical support for, for people who really do need it without any agenda, with no sales pitch to try and get them into a faith. Yeah, that's beautiful to hear. Well done. Yeah, and it started with we had a member who was an atheist and was attending this group, and she didn't she didn't feel represented in that group because it was a lot of religious folks, which is nothing wrong with that. But she didn't feel like um, there was anybody there that kind of understood what where her beliefs were coming from. And I was like, heck yes, we're gonna we're gonna show up because one, we love you as a community member. And two, our community needs this too. Um, and there might be more secular folks out there that come to the support group, but don't know about us yet. So it's a win, it's a win-win. And then this is, again, this is a funny one, but I think it's a big celebration. So in April of this upcoming year, we'll have been online for two years. So we have been completely virtual for over a year and a half now. And that decision was not made lightly. Um, but as one of our core values is reality is known through reason, um, not only myself, but the board and the community, our Oasis community agreed that even though it's hard to keep relationships going online, that it was a necessity um, because we didn't want to be responsible for spreading COVID um, throughout our community and throughout our community at large. So we've, we've kept a pretty good ship going for almost two years online, which I think is well done. A, yeah, it's a it's a great accomplishment. I yeah. feel like yeah. it's a great accomplishment. So. And it also shows your um, your community focus was to make sure you were not responsible for contributing toward any spreading of the virus. That is fantastic. You compare that to a lot of the large churches who have been responsible for mass outbreaks. So you're setting an example um, by the way that you're doing things. That's really good. We love it. We we try to, anyways. Um, 
you know, folks are folks are getting antsy. They want to see each other again. But everybody understands that I'm personally not looking to kill anybody off. And hopefully they're not either, because I would have to report that to the police. Um, and I don't want to be an accomplice, you know. Love it. And somebody's just put a comment, a question in the chat saying, so because you're online, does that mean we're all able to join? I'm sure you'll get to that. You are. Yes, I will get to that shortly. Um, you're ruining, you're ruining my surprise. Um, no, yes. We'll, Sorry. We'll, it's, it's all good. It's a good question. See, the class is just ahead of me. It's all good, right? And so before I move on again, I just got this logo here our Oasis rainbow logo with the people are more important than beliefs and be accepting and be accepted um, because I super love that logo and you all need it to see it one more time. So the biggest part of Oasis, any Oasis, no matter where you go in the country and we are international now, we have a couple chapters in Canada, if that counts, kind of. Um, it absolutely counts. If you wanna be international, Canada counts. I, I'm taking it. So the Oasis Network itself is now an international entity. Um, we have chapters all over the US. We have some in Canada. I know that a couple of other countries have been working on them, but that's not for me to say because the network board is working on all that. But the big focus of every Oasis is what we like to call Sunday gatherings. At these Sunday gatherings, we do a lot of educational programming. Well, it's all educational programming. Um, so I saw a lot of people in the poll said that was something they're interested in. Well, you're in luck because that's what we're up to. So every Sunday we have a new guest or sometimes a returning guest. So a different guest every week. Um, right now we're able to get guests from all over the country because we're online, which is an awesome perk. And all over the world actually too, we've had folks come talk to us from England. I um, think we're working on a couple other places. And we also just have live music. So it's a speaker on some sort of social topic or art, or they're a writer or poet, or they're a scientist, what have you. And then we have a local musician, which also has been extended into countrywide. We've had people from all over the US come and join us to be musicians right now. And it's just really, to help inspire folks or to educate on a certain topic. So this upcoming week is going to be our SAS talk. We have um, Lindsay Doolittle who is coming to be the representative for SAS and also talk about her story and her book. So I'm not gonna ruin it in case you join us this upcoming Sunday, but she is awesome. She's a children's author. Um, she's got a really moving story that she's gonna tell us. Um, and it's just a good time. And then when we're in person, we also have childcare. So we run a child, child's children's program alongside of our main speaker. So secular families are able to drop their kids off with folks that are background checked and have some kid experience. And they get to go hang out with the adults for a little bit and see what's going on. And we usually do some sort of science or art project with the kids, or if, if they want a free play, that's cool too. That's great, Nikki. So the kids won't be uh, indoctrinated with uh, gruesome stories about death and destruction as contained in the Bible? Um, only death and destruction as far as physics goes about the <laughs> uh, heat death of the universe. So that's, you know, it's, it's kind of the same, right? But they won't have to draw pictures of people hanging on crosses. That's okay. That's good. I like that. I mean, if they want to, 
listen, I'm not going <laughs> to, I, artists are, they bloom early and they're going to draw what they want to, right? <laughs> so I'm, there's a question here asking, is Oasis associated with Sunday Assembly? We are not associated with Sunday Assembly. So Sunday Assembly usually only meets once a week and, or once a week, once a month, excuse me. And their programs run a little bit different. Um, so I can't speak too much for them. Seems to be they do some group singing like folks do in church. Um, and they have speakers and their speakers are a little bit different than ours. So we, we have no association with them directly, but we are friends with them, if that makes sense. Not yep. a problem. Um, and so, yeah, so there's a picture up there. Um, so once a year we have training. So one of our speakers that comes every year that I make sure that comes every year is um, a group called Bosca, and they are a sexual assault and awareness group in here in Kansas City. And they come and give our community um, sexual assault and yes, sexual assault uh, awareness talks and um, just can and also consent talks. So that's a once a year thing that we make sure we do um, just because it's important, right? It's just a refresher of, hey, here's what the consent laws look like. Here's what consent sounds like. Here's what you should do if somebody tells you they've been sexually assaulted or abused or whatever. And it just gives our community kind of that background support of saying, okay, well, here's a resource for us if we ever need it or know somebody who needs it. So yeah, that's, so that's one type of program we have. And then here on the bottom, I have a bottom picture here. It's a whole bunch of us, a um, whole bunch of community members from our very last fifth Sunday. So usually on fifth Sundays, instead of a speaker, we have a community service event that's in-house. So this one, I believe, if I'm looking at the pictures, was care kits for houseless folks. Um, so we made sandwiches that day. We put together um, care packages that had soap and shampoo and all of that in it. And then we gave those bags so they were in giant sandwich bags. And we let community members take them home, put them in their cars. So if they were driving along and saw somebody who was saying, hey, um, I'm looking for a couple bucks because I'm houseless or, you know, I just need some help right now. We're able to give them one of those bags and we don't put any literature or anything in there. We just give them the bags and say, here you go. Here's some stuff to help you through the day. Um, and that's usually what our fifth Sundays comprise of. Um, I think this last Sunday they did online, um, since we're online did a community check-in where we just check in with community members, ask them, okay, you know, how is your, your COVID fatigue doing? How are you doing? What's going on in your life? And then our beautiful Julie Wisman, who is our treasurer, she, um, she oftentimes like models care packages, how to put them together for us now. So I think they did one um, with school supplies last week. If I'm remembering correctly, I wasn't there. Shame on me. I was cleaning up cat poop. Um, which is a different Watching story. Watching a Nick Cage movie. Watching a Nick Cage movie, cleaning up cat poop, and you know all of the other fun things I do with my life. So yeah. Uh, so if I'm wrong, somebody will correct me. Maybe they did something different, but that's what they should have been doing. So that, that's brilliant, brilliant, Nikki. Once again, you've you've been out there showing practical human kindness and and support for our community with no agenda. That's that's wonderful. We we support that. Yeah, and. 
it goes with one of our core values, right? Human hands solve human problems. Um, even though it's not solving the bigger problem of houselessness, you know, it's still alleviating that stress on some houseless folks. Yeah, and that's a really good point. Somebody in the chat's made a good point that often Christians, when they show kindness to people, will always put in that little thing saying, I'm doing this because the love of Christ compels me or because I'm a Christian. Um, as secular people, we don't go around advertising that. But, you know, maybe we should. Maybe we should in certain situations be able to say, I'm doing this and it's not because I'm religious, it's because I just care for people in my community. Yeah, and I, you know, if we ended up doing that, if we ended up putting our card in there with like a list of resources like Moxa or something else, I would be cool with that. Just be like, hey, if you ever want a community, come chat with us. Because we, if you come and stay and you like us, cool. If you don't stay, that's cool too. You're just missing out on some nerds. So going off that, going off of our fifth Sundays, we also have a whole bunch of other stuff going on, which I kind of want to toot our horn about. So we, we do a lot of reaching out to the greater community, but we also do in-house catering to our own community members. So when there's not a pandemic going on, we do a lot of social events. So we have our coordinator that will end up setting up um, trips to the art museum or trips to the World War I museum, or um, sometimes they go to the Easter egg hunts, which seems counterintuitive, right? It's Easter everybody likes candy. So we just, we set up things like that for our community members to socialize with each other. And oftentimes the community at large will see us and be like, well, what you doing? Who are you? And we, that's a chance for us to be like, hey, this is who we are. If you want to come hang out with us? Cool. If not, that's cool too. And then one of the other things I want to spotlight is we do partner with um, MICA Ministries, which is a religious organization in the greater Kansas City area. Um, we partner with Kansas City Atheist Coalition as well. Um, they are our sister organization here in Kansas City. And about once every other week, I think it is, um, we have some volunteers that go to Micah Ministries and they make kits for houseless people. They do inventory on donated clothes and help out with food pantry and all that stuff. So when we do have our own building, we do blood drives. Um, we have our care team, which is also in-house, so it just provides social emotional support for community members that may have, let's say, lost a loved one, or they're just struggling financially, or they're, something's happening. So maybe somebody needs a ride to um, a rehab meeting, or they just need somebody to go with them to a doctor's appointment. We have a care team that they can, they can ask us, hey, you know, I just need X, Y, and Z. And most of the time we have somebody available that can, you know, hang out with them or just chat with them for a little bit. Um, so, Nikki, yeah. you're saying with all of these practical things, and, and sorry to cut you off midway, oh, this, you're, okay. others, um, you're, you're not just uttering a meaningless uh, thoughts and prayers and walking on your way when people are in a situation where they need help. You're actually, what, you're actually extending that help to them? I mean, sometimes, yeah. Because um, we have a lot of, we have a lot of, beautiful volunteers that that's what they joined our community for. Um, that's amazing. That they wanted to be supportive of other folks that maybe we have a new member coming out of religion. And, um, and I don't think Ju Julie would get after me for this, but um, our treasurer, Julie, 
is she's a post Jehovah witness. And she often is like the, the care team specialist for folks that come to us straight out of being Jehovah's witnesses. Um, so yeah, we, we provide that support or we at least try to as much as we can. That's really cool. And you also have your family programs. What is the navigator scouting group? Well, that is an excellent question. So this is something where <laughs> Did I pull well, Sasha. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I put this in here because I was super excited about it. We just had a meeting yesterday. Yesterday was Sunday. Yes. Um, so we had a community member recently start a chapter of what's called the Navigators Scouts, um, which is a secular scouting organization that is open to all gender of children. And we were approached to become the sponsor organization for that troop. And we are currently hashing out the details of how that's going to look, because this is something we really want to do for our kids. Um, Because I remember being Girl Scout and it was fun, but also kind of a little, a little, a little extra in a way that I wasn't into. Um, So yeah, we are, we are currently starting that sponsorship with um, this navigator scouting group and it's, there's going to be badges and kids can get, go on all kinds of field trips and stuff and learn new skills, which I'm, I'm personally super excited about uh, because our, that's our, we need to get our kids more involved in stuff. And this is a great way to do it. I freaking love that. Yeah. That sounds so fantastic. When I was kind of going through the scouts, I didn't have any idea about the, how other people might experience it. And, um, folks not in the white cis het experience <laughs> type of thing. And so this navigator scouting sounds just perfect for that. Yeah. I've, um, been really lucky enough to attend a few of the meetings in person when I was in Springfield and I got to see, uh, projects that you guys were working on too, building ramps for folks who needed a wheelchair ramp up to their home or, uh, delivering um, clothes or mattresses or, or donations. Uh, it just, it felt so good to be there it, with, with the wide variety of uh, things you guys did that could attract my interest, but also how much you cared about the community, both the people that were there and Kansas city, both in Kansas and Missouri in general. Yeah. And I, I'm really sad that we haven't been able to do as much this year, but you know, eventually when the plague leaves, we'll be good again. Um, and then, yeah. And then the last thing on here is just tabling events. So going to like being seen at community rallies and stuff. Um, so we just missed pride here in Kansas city because we agreed we're not tabling this year because of COVID, but usually we're at like pride events or we go to carnivals and stuff and table and it, it, it attracts people. Cause there's like, Oh, I, I align with those values and they come and check it, check us out after they read our sign. And it's like, Oh, Holy crap. Y'all sound like people we, we would want to hang out with. Where it's like, you should, there's no guild if you don't, but you should come hang out with us. Cause we're pretty cool. I love it. So I think we're getting towards the end here and I will move this along. So I have a few, so this, this slide was about our challenges that we're currently facing and what I, you know, we're feeling out for the future. So the biggest challenge for Oasis in general, and I feel like this, I can say this across the, the international board is um, our groups look really homogeneous. And when I say that, a lot of our groups are really white. 
Um, they're really white. I'm just going to be honest about that. Um, so I think that's a that's a big challenge that here in Kansas City chapter we are trying to break down. Um, we are trying to bring in more speakers um, with more culturally diverse experiences, and sometimes that can be a challenge for community members because it feels like okay well i've never had to hear this other side of you know black lives matter or i've never had to hear the other side of what it is to be a queer person living out in the world um so we're really trying to make it less homogenous and be even more inclusive um and i'll just say this like our founders were were white they came from white middle class backgrounds and you know we just kind of got stuck in that rut and that is something that i personally want to see change um and then a, then the next big challenge is just balancing community well-being with leadership well-being so i think that kind of speaks for itself but just to touch on it a little bit um our community leadership is so great but oftentimes they don't take care of themselves um in return there's too busy we're too busy trying to take care of everybody else and that's one of those things we're trying to learn about is self-care within leadership and what good healthy boundaries are and not even just in leadership but also just teaching that across the community lines because again we have a lot of folks that have come out of religion or have come out of not so great great family situations so we're just we're just trying to work on building our boundaries all together. Um, and then again, I said this earlier, keeping our community together. So we have been online for almost two years. It has been a struggle at some points um, because everybody has Zoom burnout. So I I get it. So just keeping that community together, keeping our um, morale up, which I think we're doing pretty all right with. And then just finding a permanent home. So. For the last six years or five years before everything kicked off with the pandemic, um, we rented a lot of spaces. And what we wanna do now is save enough money to get ourselves a permanent space that we have access to 24 seven. So we can support not only our Oasis community, but other community communities and groups in the Kansas City area that need a space to meet. Um, because there's a big need for that where like Girl Scouts or other secular groups, they don't have they don't have the money, they don't have the finances like we do to have a steady meeting place. And that's kind of something we wanna provide not only for ourselves, but other groups um, out in the broader community. And that's also under my moving forward. So finding our forever home, um, providing broader community programs. So again, with that diversity of, you know, keep bringing in diverse speakers, help bring in diverse community members and just grow. And there's going to be growing pains. Um, and then also just continuing to to have these sponsorships. So like we have, you know, the SAS sponsorship. We're hopefully moving towards sponsoring the navigators. Um, we sponsor, we adopt a park every year that we clean up a few times a year. So just getting more things like that um, with our names on it and showing people, hey, you can also be good without God, right? Or even a little God as a treat. And then also just rebuilding our volunteer pool. Um, 
I think that's self-explanatory. A lot of our volunteer positions went poof at the beginning of the pandemic. So just trying to get people motivated again to like be excited about volunteering, um, which I think fingers crossed people are going to be like so stressed out from being in their houses. They're going to be like, yes, give me all of the responsibilities. I'll be like, here you go. I can, I can quit now. Goodbye forever. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, the streets what... are going to be so clean. The parks are going <laughs> to be so clean for like six months because everybody wants to get out there and collect the stuff. Yeah. And it, you know, uh, we're going to cut carbon emissions for all of Kansas city, right? That's, that's what we're going to do. We're going to save the earth. Kansas city is saving the earth. You heard it here first. One city at a time. Brilliant. <laughs> One, only the Kansas side. Oh yeah, only on the Kansas side. Missouri can <laughs> can go straight to the bad place. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey Nikki, can I ask um, the question? How how is uh, a lot of the work that you do funded? Um, you know, does Oasis receive any sort of tax breaks or any government assistance similar to churches, um, or do you have to self fund yourselves in order to take care of these programs? That is an excellent question. So we are currently 100% um, donation-based. So all of our donations come from either monthly donors or once in a while donors. So usually when we're in person, we do, um, there's no way of getting around this, past the basket, um, which I know can be activating for some folks who have come out of religion or are still in religion. Um, but that's, you know, it is what it is. But most of it comes from monthly donors. And we have a wonderful pool of monthly donors who, if we need something, we can ask me to say, hey, we're trying to get a new soundboard. And they're just like, yeah, we've got you. Um, and they get to do the philanthropy thing. We get new equipment. We get to sponsor different community organizations. It works out. Circle of life. It's great. Um, eventually, I would really like a volunteer, and I'm going to cross my fingers and my heart that somebody one day will say, Hey, I know how to write grants. Let me write you all of the grants. And I'll be like, yes, please give us all the money so we can buy a nice big building. Um, but right now we are completely donation funded. So we are almost at the end where you can ask me ridiculous questions. So I believe Eric has this as a PDF somewhere. These are clickable links. So I have the Oasis webpage on here or the KC Oasis webpage, the KC Oasis Facebook and the Oasis Network homepage. Uh, so if you are really, really, really dying to start your own chapter or see if there is one close to you, go to the Oasis Network page. Um, so we've got, uh, I've, I already put all the links into the chat um, and they'll be in the description as well. Um, so that, that was kind of one of the questions is like, um, uh, how many chapters are there? Oh, you are asking difficult questions that I don't appreciate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there are several, that is going to okay. be my answer. Um, we have, so is, is it uh, less than a hundred, uh, less than 50, um, about a dozen? I think, the range, you think? I think it's less than 50, but greater than 15. Okay. Um, so there are a whole bunch of them in Utah. I think there's one opening in Florida next month. Goodness. They're, like are I you said, they're pointing at places on the world. <laughs> I love yes. it. Yes. See, I'm like, I'm trying to like I love it. 
but I don't know geography, so that's not really helping. So I'm just actually just randomly pointing. Um, there's two of them in Canada. I think there's one in California now. Um, where else? Hugh, Texas has several of them. Um, I think Austin, Austin Oasis just restarted. Houston Oasis, Galveston Bay. So we're working on getting one, at least one in every state, but we need we need people to start them up um, because God forbid I can only, I only run half of one sometimes. <laughs> what uh, do you happen to know what's required to kind of uh, start something up? Like what uh, w- would be the minimum requirements to start up a, a chapter in, in say my area here in Dallas? So that is an excellent question and I can give a little bit of detail, but your best bet is going to be able to go over to the Oasis network page and there is an application. So that is the first step is to fill it out. Um, it's basically an inquiry. They want to see, you know, are you going to be a good fit as potentially mm-hmm. a founder? And then I don't think they ask for any startup money, but they do ask for if you would like um, to donate for chapter fees. I think it's like 250 bucks. It's not required, but it's suggested. Um because I think they provide you now with your own website, like the Oasis Network will get you set up with a website and all of that stuff. So it's just kind of startup fees. And I believe you also need to know where you're at in the world. So even if you're not in a, in the United States, um, maybe you're somewhere else, you need to know your nonprofit laws. So how many people do you need for a board of directors? Do you need a treasurer, president, et cetera, before you get started up and all that stuff? So here in the U.S., um, uh, you would need to file for nonprofit status. Bef- uh, this is part of the forming of it. Um, and I think if I remember correctly, the speakers don't get paid, but the musicians um, is one of the requirements that they need to get paid. Is that right? So that really is going to depend on your chapter. Uh, okay. We we pay our musicians. Um, we do have a couple of in-house musicians that will play for us about once a month. So we pay, we pay about three musicians a month. And then we usually have one free. The amount of money you pay them is really up to you. I know we use the standard of, I think it's one, 100 for the musician. So, so about a hundred bucks a week on music. Occasionally our speakers are paid if we're getting in big names, um, such as I'm trying to think of the last person we had Mark Bittman, the, food columnist and author come by about two months ago and we paid him because he's a big name. We also got people from outside of our community to come in and stuff. Mm. So occasionally it just depends on who you're wanting as a speaker. But usually when we're in person, we don't pay local speakers. We offer them say, hey, you are welcome to come sell your book or whatever you've got going on in exchange for you come and talk to us about what you're up to. And it's usually a pretty good deal because our community is usually really supportive with buying merchandise. Um, Daryl, Daryl can attest to this. Um, we've had him come speak multiple times and he usually sells his book. Um, so yeah, so these links are there. And then finally, I had somebody ask earlier, now that we are online, if you yourself are invited to come and join us? The answer is a resounding yes. 
you are welcome to come join us. Here is the Zoom link. It is the same Zoom link every week. It is the same meeting ID. The password is all caps, KC Oasis. And you are welcome to come even when we are not completely online anymore. We do live stream on Facebook. And I believe we're also going to keep our Zoom portion when we go back to in-person because we have folks who have said, hey, I'm immunocompromised. I Even on a good day when there's no pandemic, I can't show up. Or we have folks that have mobility problems and we want to make this more inclusive for them. So I, I believe even when we go back to in-person, we will have somebody with the Zoom up and answering questions and asking questions to the speakers and stuff. And is this a link found on your website and on the Facebook uh, page as well? It is on, it should be on the Facebook page. Our website's a little out of date right now because we lost our, our okay. um, website volunteer, but we are also on Meetup. So if you find us on Meetup, this always gets pushed out to Meetup as well. Um, our, our very own Mark Dixon does all that because he is, he is a better board member than I am. Nikki, thank you so, so much. Um, I'll make sure that uh, we've got all those links inside of the description and um, here in the chat and over in Discord too. This this has been a, just a fantastic discussion. And, and uh, this thank has you. been one of the first um, kind of discussions about an actual secular community compared to where many of us came from, a, a religious uh, community and, and uh, meeting every, every Sunday. So this is kind of a, a neat little bright light at the end of the tunnel for for some folks i could imagine yeah no i really appreciate that thank you you've, you've really helped us to see that a community can be built up and you don't have to base community around faith or around religion so that's really good and i think that's a great example for so many other secular groups out there around the world um, it works it's sustainable you've been going for long enough to prove that the formula works so thank you nikki that's brilliant we really appreciate you sharing that um, can I ask a, a question that perhaps leading into the Q&A section? You know, religion loves to um, shout from the rooftops when they have a success story and helping someone transform their life or getting somebody out of a difficult patch in life. What sort of success stories have you had as an organisation in helping people sort of reclaim their life or get through difficult patches? Um, anything that you can share with us, a bit of a motivation? Yeah, actually, um so a lot of folks around the world have have lost jobs or lost um, money makers in their family, money makers, um, lost income, not like, well, maybe, maybe you lost your money makers. I mean, that's a bad joke. Um, <laughs> I usually shake mine, but uh, you know, if I shake it too hard, I might lose it. <laughs> yeah. So you, you know, um, maybe you had a terrible accident where, where you lost. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> your money maker fell off. Sometimes it happens, right? So a lot of people lost income um, over the last year, year and a half, and we're a community. So what are we going to do? Um, we're going to share what we have with each other. So we started what's called the Oasis Pantry Fund, where folks that were able to gave to this fund that we had put together specifically for people who came forward and said, hey, I lost my job this week can you help me buy groceries? Or I need to pay rent this month. I don't have it all because there's a pandemic and I lost my job. Um, so we, we did a lot of providing for that. We had a lot of wonderful, beautiful people donate to it. And 
I can't remember the monetary amount right now, um, but it was a couple thousand dollars that we redistributed to our community members. Um, and we also do, so we've had a lot of community members get sick, not even just this year, but in previous years. And we end up putting meal trains together and we have folks, you know, like our care team that will go out and check in on people if they've lost a spouse or a loved one. Um, so I would say we, we get to do all that. We get to make sure that people have that emotional support. And also this past year, we've made sure people eat and we've made sure people stay in their house and have their lights on and just know that there's somebody out there that's still rooting for them, even if we can't see each other face to face. That's brilliant. Wonderful, Nikki. There's some good um, questions coming in the chat too. Eric, have you got a couple there? Yeah, um, uh, you had mentioned that um, the Kansas City Waste has been around for seven years. And the question was, how do the leaders avoid burnout? Because um, it's a lot of work to kind of lead. Do, 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 we have, do you have the same leaders for those last seven years or do they kind of rotate through? So I will be really transparent about this. I am the seventh president and I've been at this for two years. So there were six predecessors before me within a five-year span. Um, and that's just in the president role. And that's because we haven't figured out burnout yet. Um, and it's uh, that's unhealthy. And that is something that I, I think I mentioned in our our my challenges section is that's something that we are currently working on is this setting good, healthy boundaries as leaders um, and in leadership, because that's not how it was before. Um, prior to a few years ago, it was just like, you do, do, do all the things until you're just done and you quit and you don't come back for a couple of years, which is really, it's really fucking sad. So we are working on, um, leaders setting boundaries with community members and setting boundaries with saying, no, I can't do that. Um, so it's, it's something we're working on. If we're not quite there yet. We haven't figured out a good formula, but we're getting there. Cause I've, I've had lately some, some board members say finally turn stuff down. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yes, that's what I wanted you to do is if you don't have the bandwidth, tell me, no, that's, you don't have to impress me. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here for stuff to get done. And if it can't get done, then that's okay. We'll do it again. We'll do it sometime else. That's so, so healthy to hear that. You know, part of the issue to help us improve is to recognise where the problems lay, first of all, or where the deficiencies lay. So, yeah, that's really, really healthy. I like that. Um, and I don't, I didn't see on the slide, and I don't remember hearing it, um, but what time on Sunday does the Oasis start? Yeah, so we start at about 11 a.m central standard time so i have no clue what time that is for anywhere else in the world and we go to about 12 30 central standard um so wherever that means to you i know if you just put in central standard time kansas city and you convert it you'll you'll know what time to come wherever you are in the morning yes i said 11 a.m right not 11 at night. Don't, don't try and log onto my zoom at 11 at night. You will get a weird, you will get a weird, strange version of me. You don't want to see. Is Nicholas Cage involved in that? Or yeah. shall we not go there? Uh, <laughs> Listen, I told you before, this is the Nicholas Cage room. So, you know, let, let your 
thoughts go wherever you want them to go today. <laughs> Love it. Hey, uh, in, the, in the chat, Gail um, Jordan's put a fantastic comment too, the whole oxygen mask theory of helping others. We've, you know, and I think you've demonstrated that, Nikki, that in order to help others, we need to first have equip ourselves. So that's a really good point. And I'm going to have to use that next time Next time uh, it comes up into a board meeting that somebody's freaking out because for one reason or another, I'm like, listen, have you never been on an airplane? Put your mask on first, help yourself out before we start doing all these other projects. Fantastic. Uh, Sasha, do you have any other final questions? I'm not seeing any others in the chat here or in Discord. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, Nikki, yeah. thank you for sharing us uh, with us all about Oasis. And I think a lot of people have put there that they'd like to be a part of it or contribute in some way. So that, that's been fantastic or do some sort of equivalent thing in whatever part of the world we're located in. So, yeah, thank you very much for your excellent oh, presentation. I've got a question. Um, when you were doing the the oasis live like uh, on sundays was there were you streaming it like could people in other parts of the world or even stuck in their homes were they able to participate or, or view the program as well yeah so we always stream live on facebook on our facebook page and i believe i okay. put that link in the yeah you did i show uh but we also upload them onto youtube so if you look up there's two youtube channels um, and I think Jude is here somewhere. Maybe he still is here. Who knows? Um, he can point you to that link because he's the one who I dictated to to upload those videos from now on. Um, but we also put them on YouTube for for later because I know some people don't do Facebook. Um, so if you find the channel, check it out. I found it. Yeah, I got it. You can check out what we've been up to the last few years. Um, and then if you like it, show up, hang out with us. If you don't like it, um, I guess leave us like a one-star review on Yelp. <laughs> I don't have that Yelp link. <laughs> Nikki, uh, thank you so, so much. Recovering from Religion is a nonprofit organization whose mission it is to provide hope, healing, and support to those struggling with issues of doubt and non-belief. Hope, healing, and support is waiting for you on our website, recoveringfromreligion.org. There you can speak or chat with a trained agent who will work with you through your struggles and doubts or to help find resources that may work for you. You can also find local Recovering From Religion support groups in your area for the long-term recovery work. Resources specifically curated for those struggling with doubts, disbelief, and trauma can also be found on the RFR website. To connect with a secular therapist in your area, go to seculartherapy.org and create an account. If you'd like to support the work that RFR does, you can donate or sign up as a volunteer on the Recovering From Religion website. It's also a big help subscribing to the RFR YouTube channel, our blog, or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Questions, comments, and suggestions can be emailed to us at rfrx at recoveringfromreligion.org. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you'll be with us next time on the Recovering From Religion podcast. You know what it's like to journey out of a once-cherished belief. Maybe you were devoutly religious, escaped a cult, or perhaps you simply navigated out of some very difficult days. And now you'd like to help someone else do the same. Recovering From Religion is a wonderful support organization for people who feel confused, troubled, and alone as they come to grips with the possibility that they no longer hold a religious belief 
or that they risk losing everything if they're honest with themselves and others about their journeys. These people need our help, and recovering from religion needs yours. RFR is seeking volunteers. Perhaps you're formerly religious, or you have a specific skill set like speaking a foreign language. Maybe you're just a good listening ear. The RFR Volunteer Training Program will help you translate those abilities into critical assistance, encouragement, and support for the men, women, and youth who contact RFR every day from all over the world. You can relate. You can understand. And you can make their journeys easier. Join the team at Recovering From Religion and remind someone else that they are not alone and someone is here to help. To find out more, click the Volunteer tab at recoveringfromreligion.org.